0: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: I saw a report yesterday that that they're going to wait till week four to play Justin Fields. I, I feel like that's some of the stupidest things that I've ever heard, that you put a, a timeline on when you're going to play a guy. You saw when he came in, he's electric. The guys kind of rallied around him. He, you know, he lifted the team up to say like, all right, we're going to wait, you know, a couple more weeks. That really bothers me. <laughs>
0: This is Big Man Bets with the Hall of Famer Orlando Pace and the seven-time Pro Bowler Nick Mangold. Episode 2: What an amazing week. One, Tom Brady looked like himself or got in a football uniform. Aaron Rodgers did not. Our first topic, Nick, you're up here. Who will retire first, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady?
1: Uh, that's a tough one. I feel like Tom's going to go, uh, for as long as he possibly can. Aaron, I feel like is getting closer to the end, um, than Tom. So uh, I don't know, but Aaron has that competitive spirit. It's a tough call. I'm thinking that Tom's going to retire before Aaron. And that's based off of nothing but my own brain.
0: Orlando does, does Aaron still have the fire?
2: You know what? I, I think he does. I think he's um, I think he underestimated uh, what training camp practice off season program was. He just wanted to roll his hat out there and and beat Aaron Rodgers, which is difficult uh, at, at the quarterback position. Uh, it's timing, uh, you know, all those things, all the emotion that 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 they're dealing with. He doesn't like the front office. They probably don't like Aaron at this at this point in time. So he's dealing with a lot. But I think at the end of the day. Uh, you know he looked like he was unprepared, but I'm sure but he's a competitor, one of the best quarterbacks of this era. Um, so I, I know he'll he'll, he'll he'll still be competitive next week and he'll come out uh, and be fired up and hopefully they get a win because if they don't you know he could be sitting on the bench and they could try to preserve him for trade you know so I think after you know it depends on how the season go go it's the soap opera in Green Bay so can't wait to watch this thing unfold.
0: Nick, do you think Aaron mentally is still in this thing?
1: Uh, I think he is. I think he's struggling with the front office and the organization. Um, I like Orlando's thought about trade bait. Uh, that could be interesting, especially if they go zero and two, start going zero and three. Aaron's not looking great. He's still a great quarterback. I mean, there's no question about that. He can sling the ball. Um, but if he's if if his heart's not in Green Bay, maybe they push him away. Ah, that's I didn't even think about trade bait. Orlando's got us going early today. I yeah, I know.
2: Yeah, that, that's my hot take for the day, man. I, when you look at Aaron, he just didn't look like he was into it, man, last week. And, and uh, you know, and the coach understands that. You know, the organization sees that. And, they, you know, obviously, you know, they don't want him to get injured. They want his trade value just to go be up. But when you look at Green Bay and you look at the landscape of the league, they still have the most talent. And at, at this stage of his career, I know he wants to win a Super Bowl, and they, he, his best chance of winning a Super Bowl – to me, it's still in Green Bay.
0: Well, the NFC North wide open, that's for sure. So I guess maybe a little bit less of panic in Green Bay. But who's got the most to prove in week two? Orlando, we'll start with you. The Packers are in there as a team with a lot to prove, but so are the Bills, the Titans, the Ravens, who should have won on Monday night. Uh, who do you think of those four, at least, have, has the most to prove week two,
2: Orlando? Wow. I think, uh, you know, personally, I think the Titans, I think when you look at what the Titans were, everybody coming into the season, you know, you get Julio Jones, uh, you know, obviously onto the board and they had such a great year last year. I think a lot of people, their expectations, uh, a lot of people were talking about that was their representation uh, represent the AFC. So uh, for them to come out and and get beat by the Cardinals, the way they got beat uh, is a little disappointing. So, Week two, Mike Vrabel has to get his ball club up, ready to go, and see if they could, uh, you know, if they could, if they could bounce back from that week one loss.
0: Nick, does practice more intense for those teams coming after the week one loss? Green Bay, Buffalo, Tennessee, Baltimore.
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I think
1: you know you hate to start the season with a loss, uh, but then to go zero two would be, uh, I think, a disaster for all four of those teams. Um, I like the Titans as a team that really needs a win here but I also like the Packers talking about Aaron Rodgers. He, you know, he's angry with the front office. He's angry with the coaches, but I I still think he has an ego that he wants to win and he wants to be the player that he is in the quarterback. Um, So I think this is a bounce back week for the Packers. It has to be. Uh, So I think practice in green Bay is probably pretty intense this week.
0: Were you most surprised by the Titans lost Orlando or did anything else jump out at you?
2: Yeah, I was most surprised by, by that loss. Uh, not only, you know, uh, just because it's, it's, it's Arizona Cardinals. If you look at the other teams that lost, that, that the high-profile teams with great expectations, if you look at Baltimore, who went out to Las Vegas, overtime game, fought hard, um, you know, that, that's, a, that's a tough loss. But the way that the, the Titans lost was really surprising to me because they're a tough, hard-nosed team with a lot of talent, so you hate to l- see them lose. Uh, to a team like Arizona.
0: I was
1: shocked by the Bills, Nick. You? Yeah, I was too. I thought um, I, I thought they'd win. I was a little concerned about uh, the spread at six and a half. Um, I thought it was going to be a close game, and obviously it was. But the fact that the Bills lost uh, with with all the talent they have on defense and offense, uh, this week's going to be huge for them, um, and I'm looking to see a, a win out of Buffalo this week.
0: Let's look at the quarterbacks, specifically the rookies. Will Mac Jones be better than Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson? It's early, but Nick, make a pick here. What do you think?
1: Um, I jury still out. You know, I think Trevor throwing three picks in, in week one um is kind of expected. I loved what I saw out of Zach Wilson, uh, where he, you know, they obviously were down in the first half, but you know, rally to come back uh, that fell short. Uh, you know, is disappointing. Uh, Mac Jones seemed to be, I, I think, at this point in week one, the guy that you would look to. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be a heck of a race. Um, I, and I, I'm just, I'm concerned with, um, you know, we've, the Jets had a lot of injuries. Jacksonville is always Jacksonville, so they got to deal with that. So I think Mac Jones is probably in the best position to succeed. Um, so, you know, and especially seeing this week coming up, uh, New England playing the jets. Yeah. Mac Jones versus Zach Wilson head to head, I think will be a fantastic competition where we get a little bit more insight to what these quarterbacks can do.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think Mac Jones will get healthy this, this week against the jets. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks do, but I will say this. Uh, I think he'll be, uh, I think early on in his career, he'll definitely have a better start to his career uh, we're we're past week one now, and they're ta- We're talking about Trevor Lawrence's coach going possibly moving on already. So he'll be on his third or fourth offensive coordinator by the time that you know uh, before he could develop as a real quarterback in the National Football League. Mac Jones is in a stable environment. Bill Belichick isn't going anywhere. Uh, so that offense, he, he could he could grow and, and mature under that offense. So he'll definitely have a start. His, his career will definitely start off a lot smoother than, than Trevor Lawrence.
0: How do you know if a young quarterback quote has it? Orlando? I
2: just think I just think they're poised in the pocket. How how mature they they be. They they can they can, they come in. You know, a lot of guys early on, if you get that, you know, they don't study film as much. They may be the first one out, you know, first one out out of the building. Um, you could tell if a guy's there early and leaving late as, as a young guy, and and uh, how 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 much he's willing to be great asking questions talking to linemen, trying to figure out schemes, that kind of thing. Uh, and he's really engaged in the team. And you could just tell in the locker room, just his leadership qualities. That's when you know you got a real guy, a real leader in that locker room and a kid that may have a, a bright future.
0: Let's go topic four, and we're looking at the Chicago Bears. Will Matt Nagy, their head coach, survive the season? Orlando, what do you think?
2: <laughs> Absolutely not. Not if he doesn't play Justin Fields. Um, when you look at the and – we, and we've talked quarterbacks uh, – almost this entire show, you see the rookies, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, all these guys playing. And you got to ask yourself, what is Nagy doing in Chicago? Why not play the most athletic guy, um, you know, that's probably been in in the Chicago Bear uniform for, you know, 20 years. So, um, you know, obviously if I'm – and he's on the hot seat. The thing about those other young quarterbacks, those rookie quarterbacks, a lot of them have rookie head coaches too – but but Nagy, he's on the hot seat. I would play, I would go out guns blazing with the best athletes, best players I have, put Justin Fields in and, and, and let him go.
0: Can firing a coach help, Nick
1: midseason? Um no. Midseason, it's not gonna get you to the playoffs, I don't think. You know, I don't think any team's ever fired the coach and gotten in the playoffs. Um, I am intrigued. I saw a report yesterday. That um, that they're going to wait till week four to play Justin Fields. And I, I feel like that's some of the stupidest things that I've ever heard that you put a, a timeline on when you're going to play a guy. Uh, you saw when he came in, he's electric. The guys kind of rallied around him. He, you know, he lifted the team up and to say, like, all right, we're going to wait, you know, a couple more weeks. Yeah, I mean, you know what you have in Andy Dalton. Um, that's guaranteed for the past 10 years. And Now I say, you know, you need to jump into the fire with Justin Fields. See what you have. Um, I know he's electric. I know he can get the job done uh, through his arm and his legs. So uh, the fact that they're holding on and they put this date, they, that really bothers me, especially if I was in, you know, sitting in the offensive line room and, you know, we're playing games like, oh, well, you know what, we'll wait till week four to put him in. Uh, I would be devastated and just angry as all get out.
2: Yeah, that, that's what Nagy doesn't realize. And Nick, you know this. We could you could lose a locker room because as guys, as players, we know who's the better quarterback. He, you know, if we're out here, you know, blood, sweat, and tears on the field and you're not playing your best guy, you could you could actually lose a locker room based on that. Cause hey, well, I'm out here giving my all and, and the organization or the coach doesn't, you know, aren't putting the best players out there. So Uh, I would put him in as much as I can. If not, you know, week two, I'll put him in definitely before week four. uh, Or he he could be looking for another job. So
0: question five, let's lean on your offensive line history talent. Who would you rather protect the way they play? Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson?
1: Nick, you're up. I you know, I look at this one and I say I'm looking at the same player. Um, You know, they both make plays with their feet. They both move around the pocket. Um, so I, I feel like this would be challenged more of like, who would I rather want Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, compared to like Tom Brady, you know, where Tom, you know, exactly where he's going to be. He's going to be seven yards back or nine yards back. You know, exactly where he wants to be. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing Orlando's answer on this because, uh, at being a left tackle, like that's a a huge, like your protection, that's your, that's your gig. Um, so I, I'm, I'm concerned with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. I would get a lot of holding calls uh, with guys running <laughs> around, not knowing where, you know, my defender is going, thinking I'm doing something right. And next thing you know, he gets the tackle. I would prefer a pocket passer, but only because I don't want to get a holding call. So I'm looking forward to Orlando's answer.
2: Yeah. You know what? I would say, uh, I would say Patrick Mahomes, and that's only by a little bit. And I, to Nick's point, I like to, know where my quarterback's going to be. Lamar Jackson, he could be all over the place. He could be, you know, he could be, you know, on my left or my right. He could be sprinting out. You just never know, um, you know, where he is. And he runs a lot more than Patrick Mahone runs. And uh, so that's that's the only thing as an offensive lineman, you want to know, hey, is my quarterback going to be seven yards back? And then I know where to keep my guy, you know. Um, yeah. But on the flip side, a, a quarterback – Like Lamar, guys don't rush the same because they they always try to keep contained. They don't ever want to leave contained. So they'll just come up and they may not rush as hard or try to get upfield as hard because they know Lamar could break pocket. But me personally, I like a pocket quarterback, uh, Kurt Warner. I knew he wasn't going to run. Mike Borger knew any of those guys (laughs) weren't going to run. So that was perfect for me. And I'll take a quarterback with a quick release any day of the week. So
0: Other side of the ball, who's the best defensive lineman in the nfl i we got aaron donald tj watt chandler jones you can go off the board orlando who would strike the most fear looking across that line
2: yeah hey, i'm retired now so nobody i don't like any of those guys man I, i'll say that first and foremost uh you know who who's uh I, and i and i got a chance to to see him this offseason he's a big guy miles garrett man he is uh he is a hell of a player and when you see him in person you're like man he you know it it'll be a tough day, man, out there blocking a guy his size constantly for four uh, for four quarters, man. So, uh, but Aaron be being a Ram, you know, obviously those guys, you gotta you gotta double triple team him every snap. So, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that got power and speed. So, but he's, he's he'll be tough to deal with as well.
0: Nick, your toughest guy that you ever blocked?
1: Uh, toughest guy I ever blocked was Vince Wilfork. Um, you know, he's a big man. You obviously see that. He's, you know he's he's strong. Uh, but what was crazy about him was his athleticism. He could get off the ball fast. Right now, I think uh, after his performance in Week One, Chandler Jones five sacks. Wow, uh, he's looking like he's looking like a bad man. So I, I'm I, I'll wait and hold judgment until we get you know a little bit further into the season. Um, but I didn't see that at, at uh, Aaron Donald, and I think Chandler Jones right now is my guy on defensive line.
0: Does anybody jump out at you who was like Donald as far as he doesn't really look the part, like if you stand next to him, not a big guy, but he's just unbelievable on the field.
2: Yeah. No one, no one I can really remember. I think he's a, he's almost like a one-on-one like a, you know, obviously I should say, I shouldn't say that because John Randall was an animal in himself. uh, and He looked the part too, but uh, just guys inside to, to to have that many sacks early in your career playing, you know, mainly inside is pretty remarkable. So.
0: Let's go to the picks. We've got uh, we're gonna do our pick of the week, upset of the week, and then we're gonna look at some over unders. Nick, you're leading off with your pick of the week, and we're looking at the
1: Rams and the Colts. Go ahead. All right, I've gone to the board. I've done the research. Um, getting into it. Pick of the week this week is the Rams. They're minus four against the Colts. Um, they just look fantastic on offense. Uh, you know, Matt Stafford. I was kind of. A uh, little poo-pooing him last week. He looked fantastic. I'm back on the train. Let's go Rams minus four.
2: That, hey, that is right, Nick. You were killing Stafford last week. You had no faith in him last week, did you? didn't you?
1: I, look, I'm a changed man. Overreaction week two. I'm back. <laughs> You're
2: back. I like it. I like it. I'm riding that New Orleans train over uh, the Carolina Panthers. I think last week it was my upset pick of the week Jameis Wilson five touchdowns I think he continues uh with the divisional rivalry I think he'll go out and they'll, and, they'll, and that's my pick of the week
0: Saints are a three and a half point favorite and by the way I didn't mention but I guess I, I should right now you were both zero and one on your <laughs> locks last week Orlando you lost the Chiefs game Nick you lost the Ravens it ain't easy this job. Let's try the upset of the week. And uh I think you're looking at the Raiders and the Steelers here, Orlando.
2: I am. I, I am. I, I like I like the I like the Raiders. I think they'll ride high off that overtime win last week. They played well in, in this and when you watch the Steelers play, although they beat the Bills last week, their their offense looked anemic, man. They couldn't they couldn't do anything offensively. Uh so I like I like the Raiders in that game.
1: Getting five and a half, Nick. All right, here's what I'm looking at. Uh, Upset of the week, Uh, early game Thursday night, Giants coming in. They're plus three. The the Washington football team has lost their starting quarterback. They're on their backup quarterback. Their defense did not look as good as we thought they were going to be. And, you know, the Giants lost week one, so it's a bounce back. I'm going Giants plus three, upset of the week.
0: What's a better division, the NFC East or the NFC North? All right, it's bold. I like it. Anytime you say Giants, I, I appreciate it. Let's go over-unders. And uh, Orlando, I think you're looking at KC and Baltimore.
2: Is that correct? I am. 55, the highest, the highest over on the board, man. I'm looking for an offensive shootout. I think Patrick Mahomes, that offense, they might get the majority of those points, but I am definitely looking for over a uh, big game between two young quarterbacks in the league. Both of those guys are high powered, uh, that could score, you know, take it, take it from anywhere on the field. So I'm excited to watch that game. I think it'll be a, a pretty, pretty offensive uh, yielding game. So
0: that's the reason they're on Sunday Night Football.
1: Nick, what do you got? Oh, 55 and a half is so <laughs> many points.
2: But I'm, I'm, listen,
1: I'm, I'm not going to say anything about anyone or others. others. Your pick is your pick. Uh I am going Broncos Jags. I'm looking at 45 and a half. I'm taking the under. Um I don't like uh I don't like the Broncos. The Jags uh they put up a little bit of numbers, but Trevor Lawrence, I think, is still finding his chops. Um I I don't see it being a high-scoring game. So under 45 and a half, Broncos Jags.
0: Kicks are in. Let's go to College Corner, and uh, we're going to get to your Buckeyes in a second. But first, uh, USC has fired their head coach, Clay Helton, out. And Urban Meyer's been in Jacksonville already for, I don't know, a minute, but maybe primed to take over the Trojan program. What do we think about Urban going back to the college game? Orlando, what do you think?
2: I think – personally, I think people are hitting the panic button way too soon after week one. Uh, Obviously, uh, Urban hadn't really got his feet wet in in the NFL. Personally, I do think he's a college coach uh, just because, I, you know, what I know of him. And, and, you know, he likes to – you know, the control aspect of the college game and and getting young kids and recruiting uh, some of the best athletes in the country. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he took that job. I think that was a rumor last year prior to him taking the Jacksonville job. Uh, he was doing some television out in L.A. and people in Buckeye land was, was saying that you know maybe that was his next move. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it happened. I know uh, if you look at Nick Saban, when he went out and coached, uh, you know, he was in Miami uh, and then went back to Alabama. I wouldn't be surprised. Those guys are both uh, really great college coaches and never would be surprised if he went back to uh, to, to the college ranks.
1: Nick, should Urban go back? I think it's too early. I mean, the fact that we've he's lost one game um, and, you know, we're already talking about him going to USC, uh, I feel like it's just it, it's more of a media thing. Um, I think he really wants to prove that he can do it outside of college. Uh, but at the same time, like Orlando was saying, you know, you have in college supreme control. You can get anybody you want if you recruit them well enough. Um, you know, you run, you are the king. NFL is very different. And so I think it's going to be a challenge for Urban. I said that from the get-go, Uh, you know, but I think it's too soon to say that USC, Urban are, are, are going to tie up together. Um, Could be changing my tune. You know, Jacksonville goes 0-6. You know, maybe he goes running for the hills. I don't know. But right now, no, it's too soon. I think he stays put. And tries to prove that he can do it in the NFL,
2: and that's my point too, Nick. When you look at Urban and, and the success he's had in sports in general, if you go zero and six, or if you go four and twelve, or or four and thirteen, whatever, you know, it's it it wears on him. Like he's one of those guys that's really engaged into the sports, and he hasn't he succeeded almost on every you know in every college program that he's coached for to have that many losses in a rough season. Trust me, he'll be out of Jacksonville. If not uh, midseason, probably you know he'll be looking for a job late, late in the season.
0: Hey, gentlemen, are your Buckeyes done losing to Oregon? National championship hopes out the window. Orlando, you're smiling. You, you have confidence they can rise up and get back
2: in it. it it's early. Uh, I will say that loss didn't didn't uh, didn't look good uh, from from the standpoint of the way Oregon, you know, obviously did whatever they wanted All offensively. We need to go back to the drawing board, make some adjustments defensively uh i know we have a ton of athletes on, on the defensive side of the ball we just got to put them in the right position to make plays but yeah I, I always have hope though let me say that i always have hope
1: nick are you a believer i have to believe a. Uh, I have to be a believer because i have the um uh futures they're gonna win 11 games so at, <laughs> at best i can push now um i i feel like you know Ryan Day came out and said it, said defense is not playing well. We can't give up that many points and that many yards to to win. So um, I'm glad that he realizes there is a problem, um, and that is on the defense side. The offense seemed to be moving pretty well. Defense, we couldn't stop a nosebleed. Uh, So this week's going to be interesting, you know, coming out, uh, seeing what the defense does. I don't care about the offense. I think the offense is going to be fine. I want to see the defense. Um, just kind of, you know, toughen up and and stop people. Because if we don't stop people, you're not winning the Big Ten. And if you don't win the Big Ten, you're not going to the playoffs. And I couldn't deal with that. The the amount of shame that would come down upon us as Ohio State guys, you can't deal with not being in the playoffs.
2: Absolutely. The text messages were rolling on my phone the other day, man, I, I, and I needed to stop that, man, because I, I, I'm i proud of my book, guys, and I let everybody know it, so. Uh, they give it back to me when they take a tough loss
0: appreciate the loyalty let's wrap up with our big bite guys i want your go-to pre-game meal and i also want your worst food to eat before a game orlando what do you wow. got
2: early on man i i, I didn't i didn't eat. A, i wasn't a big eater so i may do like uh some eggs and some bacon early for a 12 o'clock game uh, so that was probably my go-to, like an omelet, uh, tomato, you know, bacon omelet, something like that. I will say this, the worst food I've had, and we talked about it a little bit last last week, I was in Iowa in college, and I don't know what I was thinking. It was a Burger King across the street from the hotel, and they had two-for-one Whoppers or something like that, and I went over and grabbed a Whopper. Let me just say, that was the worst Meal that I've had prior to a game. I, I, trust me, I was using that that pink locker room, those toilets in that pink locker room the day before the game. It was all a mess, man. So do not do Burger King before before a game.
0: <laughs> Lockers with no bathrooms with no doors.
2: Yes, and I was and it was getting some use that that day. Let me say that much.
1: <laughs> I got to tell you, for me, my 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 go-to meal was uh, I always had a steak. And eggs before a game. Um, I don't know why. That was just what I what I wanted, uh, and that's what I did throughout my whole career. Uh, but Orlando, do you remember the sticky buns at the golf oh, course? Yes,
2: yes, 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 yes.
1: Those are amazing. And i've I've been Jones, and I haven't had one in. Let's see. I was there in two thousand five, so it's been. Sixteen years? No, Dude. so many years, and I, I'm, I'm jonesing for a wow. sticky bun from the golf course.
2: Oh, they were great! They, they, you know what? I was I was back a couple of years ago, and Larry Romanoff brought me one. Dude, I was in heaven for like thirty seconds. Man, it was they was a great. Oh, I love those things.
0: For, for those who don't know the sticky bun, can you break that down exactly what's so delicious and what it
1: is? There was something about it. Like I, I've never had one. Uh, I for me personally, I've never had one you know, before. And then, so it was Friday night, you'd have dinner at uh, I think the Ohio State Golf Course. And yep. as part of uh, I think it was the dessert, it was a sticky bun, which, you know, was like a cinnamon roll with pecans on top of it. Um, and it was just gooey and warm and delicious. And Everyone got one. Um, it was after a full meal where you put ranch on everything. Um, it, the sticky <laughs> bun true. was just I, right, the ranch rancher
2: ranch ranch on everything, everything you're right, <laughs>
1: <laughs> everything. But that sticky bun, it's it sti- I mean, it, and pun intended, it sticks with me to this day, and I hate that I haven't had one um, in probably 14 years.
2: You can't find them anywhere outside of outside of that golf course, actually. Man, I'm, I'm about to figure out how to get some.
1: Well, m- maybe the Buckeyes will have it, some it, sticky it, buttons
0: on on the bounce back here <laughs> against against Tulsa. Hey, Big Man Bets, episode number two is in the book. Uh, go to winbet.com to get all your betting needs, all your lines. It's right there for you. Orlando, Nick, great show. We'll see you next week.